You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome. The date of this recording is Thursday, March 4th, and as of this time, there are three vaccines approved for FDA use in the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic here in the U.S. Are these vaccines safe? How do they work? Should I choose one over the other? We're diving into these questions and more on this episode of Plug Into Health, along with our guest, Dr. Ashok Rai, Prevea Health President and CEO. Welcome, Dr. Rai. Thanks for having me, Angela. So let's set the stage by first explaining which three vaccines are currently available for use in the fight against COVID-19. So as of today, we have three great vaccines available in the United States specifically. One uh, is the Moderna vaccine. The second is a vaccine by Pfizer. And the third is a vaccine by Johnson & Johnson, sometimes referred to by its subsidiary company, Janssen. Okay. So it's crazy to believe that we're almost up on a year of really understanding what the COVID-19 pandemic was going to mean for our, our world, our region, our state. Would you have guessed around this time last year that we would have even had one vaccine at our disposal today? Not really. I mean, it's hard to have even imagined doing what we've had to do over the last year. Uh, but the rapid development of technology and studies and the entire scientific community really focused on one thing. Uh, and to be able to accomplish this in a year truly is a miracle. Nothing anybody could have predicted. And and that might be the issue with some. Some might say this happened way too fast. It makes them leery about the safety of these vaccines. So what can you tell us that will make us confident in the safety and effectiveness of these vaccines? So it's really cool. You know, most vaccines uh, by tradition are, are taking a virus and attenuating it, killing it so it can't infect you, and then taking either the whole virus or parts of it and making a vaccine out of it. Um, And that takes time, a lot of time, and it's hard to do, and it's hard to produce, and it takes a lot of experimenting to get it right. The vaccines that were developed are so different, and that's what allowed this to happen so fast. That's one of the reasons it allowed it to happen so fast is we're not giving you COVID-19 in these vaccines. We're not giving you any version of the virus. We don't even have the virus in the lab. We're giving you genetic material that's carried in on what we call a vector. So think of that like a freight car. So the Pfizer and Moderna vectors are basically what we call a messenger RNA platform. That's the kind of freight car carrying it into your body to teach your body how to to get an immune response to COVID-19. With the J&J vaccine, it's called an adenovirus vector, uh, and we can talk a little bit about that. But it's, it's different ways to get inside your body. So those platforms were already created before we even knew about COVID-19. So it allowed really rapid deployment of this technology and creation of a vaccine. And then on top of it, a lot of money was put into it. Uh, So these drug companies didn't have to take any financial risk in developing it. So everything was paid for. So those two things combined with the fact that our scientists were able to figure out the genetic code of COVID-19 within a month. And it was actually January of last year when they first sequenced that that genetic material. Those three things all together helped get us this vaccine that quickly. But 
it still had to go through all the same testing as any other vaccine would with the FDA. That means, you know, a phase one, a phase two, and a phase three trial with a lot of people to make sure it was safe. So we found out before we gave our first dose that it was very safe. Now we've given millions of doses and we've proven that it's very safe. You sort of compare um, the... um the effectiveness or the um, how to compare the three vaccines by using an analogy, a horse race. Can you kind of paint that picture for us? Because it's very helpful in understanding why, you know, each kind of took their own track. Very, very much so. And, and I think when we start talking about safety and we start talking about maybe the effects you feel after a vaccine and we talk about its effectiveness, all three are going to be different. Uh, with uh, all, all three answers are going to be different with all three vaccines because the three vaccines in their trials were never tested against each other. Each one had a different trial set up for it with different questions set up for it and at different times of the years and different times uh, parts of the country. So it's like taking three racehorses in the Kentucky Derby and asking me which one's the fastest. Normally it's say whoever won the race because they raced against each other. But imagine if they ran at three separate times on three separate uh, tracks, and that's what happened here. Moderna ran on the easiest track. All, all studies were, all the participants were in America, and at a time where we didn't have a huge outbreak. Still had a lot of COVID, but not a massive outbreak. Pfizer, um, right around the same time as Moderna, but it stretched its wings to Brazil and to South Africa, where, where there was bigger outbreaks and, you know, the possibility of maybe what we call some variants. In other words, um, the virus looked a little different uh, to it. And then let's take Johnson and Johnson. It basically ran in the rain, in the mud with a headwind, you know, massive outbreaks tested around the world against variants that we know are a little harder to combat than say the normal COVID-19 virus that we're familiar with here in the United States. So of course they're going to have three separate answers. And especially in three separate results when the questions weren't even the same. So it's hard to compare all three, but what we do know about all three is every single one of these vaccines won its race. It raced against COVID and hands down beat it because there were zero deaths and severe illness was, is, was really limited. And that's really the end point we need to look at. You know, we're trying to save lives here with these vaccines. So we know that these vaccines save lives. All three of them did. And what was even better is all three were very safe. Can you help us understand um, a little bit more about how each of them work? I know that the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines um, have a little bit more similarities in terms of how they work inside our bodies. They're very similar. So we'll explain them together. So Pfizer and Moderna, that, that freight car I was talking about is messenger RNA. That's a small piece of genetic material. And it's wrapped in a uh, what we call a lipid bubble, or so, consider a little fat bubble. And that's put inside your arm. Uh, and then that, that bubble allows it, that messenger RNA to go inside your cells that are in your arm. Once in there, it binds with something called a ribosome. And it teaches that cell to produce what's called a spike protein. That spike protein is that similar spike protein that COVID-19 uses to infect you. So we've all seen the kind of the cartoon picture. Uh, it kind of looks like a stress ball with those little bumpy things on it. Those are spike proteins. That's what COVID-19 is. So your body, um, in response to this messenger RNA, is going to produce that spike protein on a few of its cells. Your body's going to recognize that sp- the spike protein is foreign and create an antibody and an immune response to it. 
and it's foreign, so an immune response means what are the what are our ways that um, we know that we're having that? You'll feel sore in that arm. You'll be tired. You may have uh, a headache. You may have a small fever, and those are all really good effects. They're not side effects. Those are great effects. It says your immune system is working. If you don't have them, your immune system is still working, though. So don't be don't feel bad. Not everybody gets those, but if you have them, don't worry. They'll go away in a day or two. And then when COVID-19 comes into your body, which it can through the air, um, and it tries to infect you, your body's going to know how to defeat it. It's going to know that that spike protein is bad, not let that um, virus infect you. And more importantly, if it does infect you, prevent it from replicating so much that it can't kill you. So if anything, if it prevents infection most of the time, and in the cases where it does infect you, it's essentially dumbed down covid to being a common cold rather than something that can kill half a million people in the United States. The Johnson & Johnson uh, uh, uses a different freight card to get inside you, a different vector as we'd call it. It actually uses the adenovirus, adenovirus 26, which is a common cold. And that virus, you may, you may be a little nervous, oh, well, they're gonna put a virus inside of me. Well, this virus is attenuated, it can't replicate, it's essentially dead, but your body will recognize it still as foreign and it will ramp up the immune system. And cells in your arm will engulf that virus to try to get rid of it. And it will release uh, a small genetic sample known as DNA. So a little different than RNA, DNA. But basically, that DNA is going to bind with that cell. It's not going to change your DNA. It's going to bind with that cell and produce messenger RNA, just like the other two were given to you. And once again, produce that spike protein and then teach your body how to, uh, to defeat that. So all three, the intent is to create a spike protein so your body can learn what's foreign. They just do it in two different ways. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say that one may be more effective than the other? No, it, 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 it honestly, all three were effective in the end goal that we we're looking for against death and against serious infection. And you can't compare the three with their numbers. What we did learn is they work and they're safe. You know, it, I mean... I'm glad that you clarify that because I think some people might be tempted to compare. One of the reasons being, you know, have you heard that one of the three vaccines may have had more intense side effects than the other? You know, if if others are hearing this, should they use that as a basis to try and obtain a vaccine they feel won't make them feel so under the weather? No, because you have to understand that even in the studies, they ask those questions differently to everybody. So it's impossible to know which one is going to make you feel worse. But remember, if you feel bad, you're going to get better right away. The best vaccine out there is the one we can get in your arm. And that's really our focus is the one that's available to you is the best one because they're all three really good. And I've heard you many times say, any one of my, my family members, loved ones, that you'd give them access to all three if, you know, whether, if that was needed. Yeah, I, honestly, I would. And if it makes people feel better, I'll just divide my family up into thirds and uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll divvy out the vaccine like that when it's their turn to get vaccinated. But really, I would give everybody uh, that I know uh, that I care for any one of these three vaccines when they're eligible for it. Mm-hmm. Dr. Eiser, anything we have not addressed here during this episode that you'd like to discuss? No, I, you know, I think that probably the one thing I'd like to remind everybody is we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this together. And to get the vaccine in arms, it takes a little bit of time. So patience is what we need. 
the government's told us we'll have enough doses by the end of May. That's amazing. And now we just got to get it into arms and we're going to try to make it as flexible as possible to get everybody in, but we're still going to need patients. Um, it, it, the finish line is finally in sight. Thank you so much, Dr. Rye, for joining us. And thank you to our listeners. We encourage you to visit purveya.com slash vaccine to stay up to date on who is currently eligible for COVID-19 vaccination in the state of Wisconsin, how to make an appointment, and much more. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit purveya.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your healthcare, you should consult with your healthcare professional. You can learn more about Purveya Health at Purveya.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Purveya Health.